0: Christmas Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning, Central Park Baptist Church. Good morning. How are we doing? We're doing okay? Amen and amen. We're excited to have everyone here. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in an opening hymn. The opening hymn will be hymn number three. Hymn number three, then we'll have an opening prayer. Hymn number three, Come Thy Fount. Hymn number three. And if you're able to rise, we would love for you to rise and join us. If you're able to rise, sing along. Oh, come out thou of every black.
1: Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming here today, Lord, to meet with you and with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray that everything that's said and done here today will honor and glorify your son, Jesus. If there's one here today who doesn't know him as Savior and Lord, may they come to know him today, Father. Just bless everything that's done here for we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen and amen. As we continue in worship, we would love for you to join us in singing Hymn 83. Hymn 83 should be a familiar Christmas song to us all. Hymn 83, hark the herald angels sing. Hark the herald angels sing, Hymn 83. (laughs) ought to know who Jesus is Amen everybody ought to know. everybody ought to know uh, that is paid uh, that is him uh, him 327 him 3:27 everybody ought to know no no I'm sorry whoops I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's the wrong hymn, Hymn 327, Do You Know That You've Been Born Again? My apologies. Do you know that you've been born again? Amen, Hymn 327, here we go. Uh, Do you uh, know that you've been born again? Do you know that you've been born again? Does the spirit dwell within, bearing witness that you've been? cleansed from every sin and stain. Are you ready if the Lord should come? Or today your soul should claim? Can you face eternal years free from dread? Do you know, (laughs) know, know that you've been born again? Yes, I know that I've been born again. I know I've been born again. For the Spirit dwells within, bearing witness that I've been cleansed from every sin and stain. I am already if the Lord should come should claim. I can face eternal years free from doubt and fear. Yes, I know, know, know that I've been born again. Amen.
1: Welcome. You may be seated. Welcome to Central Park Baptist Church this morning. We're awful glad that you're here. Thank you for being here. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. My wife and I are going to be gone next week, so I want to wish you today a very Merry Christmas. We're all glad that you're here this morning. And there are some first-time visitors with us this morning. One young lady's come all the way from London, England, just to hear Pastor White preach. And uh, we're awful glad that you're here. I want to thank you for coming. If you're a visitor here this morning and you did not receive a visitor card, uh, if you'd raise up your hand, we'll get an usher to you uh, to get you a visitor card. Anybody like that? Good, all right. And so we got all of our visitors' visitor card. Fill out that visitor card if you would, please. Then after the service in the foyer, I'll be standing uh, in front of a desk or behind a desk, and in the back of me will be a sign that says, Welcome. We're awful glad that you've come, and I want to give you a gift bag in exchange for your visitor card. Yeah. Again, we're glad that you're here. We want to thank you for, for coming, and a Merry Christmas to everyone. Pastor? Amen. Amen.
2: Are y'all okay this morning? It's a little quiet. Everybody okay? Yeah. The 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 bills for all the Christmas stuff won't come in until next month. All right. <laughs> so just smile a little bit, and uh, you know, and just have a good day today. Thank you for being here this morning. Uh, let me inquire. Let me encourage you. Be back at one o'clock for choir practice. Okay. We've got several that are sick today. Some that are out of town. So we'll save our song for next week. We'll find out if everybody's going to be back. Now we will have a service next Sunday morning. We'll have amen. Sunday school at 9:30 and our regular worship service amen. at 10:30, and uh, then we'll not have an afternoon service since it's Christmas Eve. So let me encourage you: be back, ready to go. Let's finish strong, amen. 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 Stay the course. It's not course. you know the year's not over yet, amen. amen. So. Uh, I want to encourage you to please uh, hang in here, pray for those that are out of town and those that are not feeling well, uh, that they're all back ready to go next Sunday morning, all right? Now, don't forget, we are having service Wednesday night. Amen. We have a guest speaker Wednesday night. Amen. So, uh, you know, and uh, so y'all be here ready to go for that, and we're just going to have a good time. Somebody asked me what the boxes were for. That, remember, if you remember, we, if you have a gift that you'd like to put in there for the Lord, uh, this year, it's the Lord's birthday, amen? amen. It's the Lord's birthday, amen. amen? Now, if I would have said it's your birthday, everybody would have said amen, <laughs> but it's the Lord's birthday, yeah, yeah. and, uh, so if you'd like to have, give a gift, that gift will go toward a church van, so please, you give, and and we'll make sure that it gets to the right place, but designate it as uh, uh, on there for van. We're going to start doing that to raise some money for another church van. Amen. If you have not ridden in the one that we have, I want to encourage you to do so. Amen. Or, since Brother Benjamin is back, you can talk to him about it, amen? amen. <clears throat> He's done a lot of work on that, So, uh, but anyway, but please, uh, that's what those are for, and and so we trust that you'll give us unto the Lord today. Thank you for being here. And uh, we're going to have a good time today because it's all about the Lord. Amen? Amen. So may the Lord bless you this morning as you give. Dear Father, we pray and thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege that you've given us to be in your house. I pray, God, that you'd, uh, Lord, just bless us to this morning uh, with the presence of the Spirit of God today. May we allow you to move in our hearts. And, God, I pray that it will show up on our face today, Lord, about your goodness to us. And, uh, God, the gift of Christmas, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, again for our folks. Bless this offering. We pray, Father God, that you bless the gift and the giver. Use it for the furtherance of the cause of Christ in this place. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you Amen. have an offering, you please come.
0: Amen. Amen. Now, uh, at this time, if you're fifth grade and under, fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Fifth grade and under, you are now dismissed for junior church. Exit out this way. Fifth grade and under. And for the remainder of us who are sixth grade and older, <laughs> we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 87. Hymn 87, we'll do the first and last verses of Hymn 87. Hymn 87, Angels We Have Heard on High. Angels We Have Heard on High. Hymn 87. Hymn 87. Angels We Have Heard on High. Hymn 87. Sing along. Angels We Have Heard on High. Sweetly sing The plains and the mountains in reply echo back their joy. able to uh, turn to hymn number 574, hymn 574. We're going to have that trumpet blow again because we have to hold the fort, amen? We're going to do all verses of hold the fort, hymn 574. At the conclusion of this hymn, we would like for you all to greet each other, okay? At the conclusion of this hymn, Hymn 574, Hold the Fort, here we go. hold my comrades, see the signal waving in the sky. Reinforcements now appearing, victory is mine. Hold the fort, for I am coming. Don't wave it to me. Wave it to the heaven. Amen. Amen. Verse 2. Here we go. I see the mighty host advancing, say, till leading on. Mighty men around us falling, courage almost gone. Hold the fort, for I am coming, Jesus, say, no still wave the answer back to heaven by thy grace we will see the glorious band are waving hear the trumpet blow in our leader's name we triumph over every foe hold oh, the fort for I am coming, Jesus, No, stay still. Wave the answer back to heaven. By thy grace we will. Our and long the battle rages, but our help is near. Onward comes our great Commander, cheer, my comrades, cheer. Ra, 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 hold the fort, for I am coming. Jesus G- sit No, still. Wave the answer back to heaven by thy grace we will. Amen. At this time, please greet each other.
3: the heart of man.
2: make you happy. Your wood's wet. If I wasn't Baptist, I might get happy a little bit more. Amen. Luke chapter 2. Thank you very much. I like those high notes. If I could do it, that's the way I would do it. (laughs) Uh, But I'm thankful I can't, so I'm thankful the Lord has given us somebody who can. Amen. Uh, Thank you very much for that song. I appreciate that. Luke chapter 2. I'd like for us to read beginning in verse 1 and read down through verse 7, and then we'll turn over to Galatians chapter 4, all right? Found your place, amen. amen. Uh, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing or taxing, was made first when Serenius was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone in, into his own city. Because there was no room for them uh, in the end. Now look over in uh, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. Verse says, But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, uh, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Father, I pray, God, this morning that you would please speak to our hearts. I'm thankful, God, that you're more than miraculous. You're more than wonderful, Uh, Lord, that you're our Savior, Jesus Christ, and I'm thankful for that today. Lord, I pray that we'll focus on you for the next few minutes. Lord, I pray that we'll allow you to speak to our hearts, and Lord, help us, God, not to allow our minds to wander, but Lord, help us to just stay in the moment God today and allow you dear Holy Spirit to move in our hearts and Lord when the invitation comes I pray that uh, Lord if there's anyone here not saved that they'll come and Lord trust you as Savior and Lord and whatever the spiritual need might be here among our people I pray that you'd help us to come and do business with you today Lord And we'll give you praise in Jesus name amen you may be seated when I started studying for the message today I'm I started looking up the, the word, the, you know, about nativity scenes and things like that, but and found that they that those are called a Christmas creche. I'd never heard of that word, and it's pronounced, it's spelled C R E C H E, but it's pronounced crash. And so I began to look that up and do a little research on that, and, and I found that a Christmas creche is a depiction of the birth of Jesus uh, displayed in churches or homes. And I thought, well, that's just a nativity to me. Uh, but but it's called a Christmas crash. But in most cases, the baby, uh, Jesus, if you think about this and you think of a nativity, uh, he's laying on a bed of straw. He's being watched over by Mary and Joseph while the, there's a few animals laying around close by and 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 you know, just a very serene type scene, and so I looked and I found that the first Christmas scene was in Greco, Italy or Greco Italy in twelve twenty three and I doubt though that the scene that's recorded in Luke chapter two is as calm and clean as and quiet as most nativity scenes that we see nowadays. Uh, 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 most scenes today it shows there's a glowing light you know that's coming from baby Jesus and the straw is fresh and you know and while overhead the stars are twinkling and there's not a breeze in the air and it's just a you know about 65 degrees it's just a perfect night nearby the cattle are just kind of there and you know chewing their cud while they meditate the sheep are there and and the donkey is around, and they're all content, and they're all just kind of standing there resting. But I think the reality is, at the Lord's birth, I think it was a lot different. I doubt it was peaceful, uh, and probably wasn't even close to being clean or beautiful, as we see in pictures and in scenes today. Uh, In fact, uh, there's nothing that tells us that the shepherds and the wise men uh, saw Jesus at the same time for one thing, Uh, but there's the problem that I notice here when I think about this is uh, when we see these nativity scenes today, and and it's that the God uh, of heaven, uh, he came to earth, and he's born in a stable because there's no room for him in an inn. Think about it. The God of heaven comes to this earth, and he's born in a stable. I mean, we've, we've heard this so often that we, we really don't give proper consideration to what's going on here. And, and, and I thought, well, why does God allow this, or why did he allow it? And, and, and if, he, if so, what can we learn from it? Well, from our perspective, the Lord Jesus uh, could not have been born or, or should not have been born in a stable, but he was. Uh, And the simple answer on what's wrong with this, the simple answer is that Jesus doesn't belong there. In our minds, think about this, uh, he doesn't deserve to be treated like this. He doesn't deserve to be treated like a vagrant or some type of a criminal. He deserves the best that we or this world has to offer him. And we can all say, amen. Uh, but when you think about it, he comes from heaven to earth, and he ends up in a stable. And I ask myself that question again, well, how could this happen? Suppose you had all power. Now, and you follow me? Not all the power, but all power. Uh, and that you could choose the time and the place and the manner of your child's birth. Um, would, if you had all power, would you allow your child to be born outside in a stable if you had all power? No, I I don't think so, Uh, and and it really doesn't make sense. So why is it happening? Why is there no room in the end? Well, let's go back and start in Bethlehem. Uh, Today, Bethlehem is a fairly large Arab town about eight miles south of Jerusalem. We did not get to go there, but, but the only way you do go there is you go up, and I thought this was interesting. The only way you can get to Jerusalem is to go up. From any direction, you have to go up to get there. But when you get to Jerusalem, you have to take this road that goes back south, and it's a nice paved highway that heads back to uh, <clears throat> back to Bethlehem. Uh, I wouldn't want to go there today, but if you did and you went to Jerusalem, you could still walk to Bethlehem. You could walk on the paved road. It would probably take you a couple of hours, maybe three to to get there. Uh, but, it's a, but it's just a, a pretty bustling place. But back in the Lord's day, not so much. Back in the Lord's day, it was just a small Jewish town. It was just a, an out-of-the-way village. Kermit. Amen. Uh, probably a few shepherds lived there, maybe a few farmers. And, uh, and by the way, it was David's hometown, and, and so, it just wasn't a very big place in those days. But there was a, a, a king or an emperor there by the name of Caesar Augustus. Caesar was like most men, if not all, in his position. He had a hunger for money. Kind of like, well, anyway. Caesar had a, a, a hunger for money. So he makes a decree. We just read it in in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. He makes this decree uh, that a census be taken. And and the reason he took a census, he he wanted to make sure that everybody was paying their taxes. He didn't want nobody to get by. Amen. So he takes a census and Uh, so that taxes could be collected throughout the Roman Empire. And the census required that all Jewish males go back to their ancestral hometown and register for this census. And so Joseph, being from Bethlehem, he goes back to Bethlehem. And as Joseph and Mary, they leave for Bethlehem, Mary just happens to be in the late stages of her pregnancy. Marriage just happened to be about ready to deliver, and, and, and Caesar just happens to make this decree that everybody go back to their hometown. In fact, when I got to thinking about this, it just so happens that there's a, a prophet by the name of Micah in Micah chapter five, verse two, that, that made this prophecy about the birth of Christ. But we know, or at least we ought to know, that it was not by chance, but by the sovereignty of Almighty God that it took place just this way. Amen. You see, listen, if God ordains it, he will, it, it will happen just the way He says it's going to happen. Listen, that's why they are here, because God deemed it so. Amen. So Joseph and Mary, they make it. Uh, they head back to Bethlehem, and, and they make it to the inn. Uh, it's not a holiday inn. It's not a Ramada Inn. It's not a La Quinta Inn or Hampton Inn and Suites. Listen, it is the Bethlehem Inn. Amen. And there's no room. At this inn, watch, there's no running water. There's no bathroom. There's no free parking. There's no big lobby. There's not a Coke machine. There's not an ice machine. There's not even a continental breakfast. Yeah, I know. You know, to us, watch, roughing it is what happens when there's no parking spot close to the door and we have to tote all of our luggage from the backside of the parking lot. Well, Mary and Joseph, they're roughing it. In those days, travel was difficult. It was dangerous. It was dirty. Uh, Travelers needed a safe place to stay uh, that was secure because of all the robbers that were on the roads during those days. And so they come to this inn. And by the way, in Luke chapter 2 here, Luke uh, uses two different words for the word inn. One word refers to a small building that's dedicated to serving travelers. At one end, uh, you would have a place to lay down, uh, you, you know, and, uh, and if you paid your fare or paid the cost, the, the innkeeper would keep the fire burning for you. And at the other end of the building, that's where you kept your animals, the same building, in the same area. And if you paid the money, then you would probably have... He would take care of your animals, but they were all in the same place. In fact, in Luke chapter 10, when you read about the parable of the Good Samaritan, this is the story that the Lord's talking about or that the, the prophet is talking about when he, when he tells us that, uh, that the uh, Good Samaritan takes care of this man and he puts him in the inn. That's the kind of inn. It's just a big room where the animals are at one end and the people are, that, are at the other. Well, here in verse 7 of chapter 2, the word inn is another type of inn. It's literally a small, small room. Probably just big enough for just a few people. And they pack them in there. Amen? But you know why? It's about the money. Well, it was in an inn like this that there was no room for Joseph and Mary. They were full up there was no vacancy signs. Y'all remember those signs? They used to have them, no vacancy. I can still remember those. You know, me and my son, we rode my motorcycle years ago out to Carlsbad Caverns. I think I've told you this, and I didn't, you know, who goes to Carlsbad Caverns? In my mind, I'm thinking it's out in the middle of nowhere. We'll get there, we'll have a room, no problem. Well, Cause Bad Caverns today was is not like it was back when I went there. We get there, we rode a motorcycle all day. In June, it was hot. I mean, really hot. And we had ridden about ten hours. Listen, ten hours on a motorcycle about six hundred miles is a long way. And we get there, and I pull up to this hotel. And I noticed a sign in the window, just two words. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And there's hotels. I mean, nice ones on both sides of the road. It wasn't like the, the Carlsbad Caverns that I remembered, or Carlsbad, New Mexico. So we went to the next one. And you know, guess what? No rooms. And I'm thinking, man, I don't know what's going on here, but somebody should have called and made a reservation we looked, listen we were tired we were wore out and it, it took us all day and every hotel we went to some listen the the older ones they had signs in the windows it literally said no vacancy and we went to this one place and they told me this lady said listen there's if, if the the people hasn't shown up yet and if, i'll hold the room for you if you go over here and check that one first and 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 I honest the, the lady stood outside. We got on the motorcycle, we rode up to the next deal and, and uh, I mean we didn't even get up there hardly, and I see him big orange letters, two words, no vacancy. And I'm thinking, oh my word, by now it's about eight o'clock at night. And we started out at five AM. And I turned, I told myself, I said, Oh man, that we're in trouble. And I turned and I looked. And that lady was standing outside the hotel and she was doing this. And I'm thinking, praise the Lord. Amen. We went back and got the room for two nights. Listen I I want you to understand some I can understand in in just a small way what what Mary and Joseph were going through when they got there and they were turned away because everything was full. Listen, uh, they were traveling probably a lot slower uh, than normal because of Mary's pregnancy. This that area is not, it, it's rocky and hill I'm talking about rocks everywhere. Listen, the traveling was difficult. It was hard. It was dirty. And probably they were much slower than they would have been because of Mary's late pregnancy. So it took them longer. And by the time they got there, everything was taken. And perhaps they get there and and maybe uh, they when they were there at the end and they turned them away and because they didn't have any money or whatever other reason... Maybe the innkeeper saw that Mary uh, was very pregnant, and, and he and he allowed them to stay in the stable, which, by the way, was probably a cave in a hillside with 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 the, where the rocks the ceiling was just low and just enough to keep the animals in there from wandering away during the night. Listen, it was outside; uh, it was nothing fancy, but it, but this is where Jesus was born. Which brings me back to the question, why would God allow this? Well, the simple answer is because God wanted it this way. Listen, if God would have wanted it to happen another way, listen, it would have happened another way if God would have wanted that to happen. So, so they arrive in Bethlehem, and they're turned away at the inn, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior of mankind, is born in a stable outdoors in the cold with no sanitation, animals nearby, no protection from the weather. So why would God send his son to, uh, into the world to be born like this? I like what Charles Spurgeon said. He said, would it have been fitting that the man who was to die naked on the cross should be robed in purple at his birth? And the answer is no. All his life he would not be much more than a peasant. Nothing is more fitting for Christ than to be born in a manger since he had laid aside his glory to take the form of a servant. Listen, the Lord Jesus Christ was a king of the poor. Amen. Listen, Spurgeon goes on to say, "...in the eyes of the poor imperial robes excite no affection. A man in their own garb attracts their confidence. The best commanders are those who have the common touch." Who are not afraid to mingle with the soldiers on the front lines, who aren't ashamed to get their hands dirty in the trenches of warfare. When soldiers know that their commander has walked where they walk, they will follow him to the ends of the earth. The poor of the earth know that in Jesus they have a friend who cares for them. Listen, I'm here to let you know that Jesus Christ walked where we walk, he has suffered what we suffer today. Listen, that's why he was born in a manger. Being born like this was an invitation to the rejected, the mistreated, the forgotten, the overlooked to come to him for salvation. So being laid in a manger proved himself a priest taken from among men who, who suffered and faced temptations and trials like others. Listen, he was one who, who could be touched with our infirmities and he was one who uh, did eat and drink with publicans and sinners. Thank God for that today. Listen, when you think about the fact uh, that there was no room in the end for the Lord, listen, and that he was born in a stable, in reality, it could not have happened any other way. Think about him being placed in a feeding trough. It's even more than, uh, he was even more, even then, bearing the only cross a baby could bear extreme poverty, contempt of an indifferent world, a sign. Listen, To the world that as Philippians 2.7 tells us, he made of himself of no reputation. Taking on the form of a servant being made in the likeness of man. Listen, there were no halos. Uh, There was no staff serving a king. There was no ivory palace. Listen, had we been there that day, there would have been nothing there that would have pointed us to a king. Nothing. Nothing. He would look as though a baby who was born to a young couple who was down on their luck. Yet God, before the foundation of the world, planned the whole thing. Amen. Listen, if we would just stand back for a minute and and look at what's going on. Uh, Listen, everywhere you look at the Lord's birth in Scripture, you can see the fingerprints of God in everything. Listen, He was a king for the poor. Well, listen, he was born for you and I, taking on the form of a servant. That way all men would have a, listen, would, would be uh, feel welcomed when they came to him. Listen, God uses adverse circumstances to accomplish his purpose. At first look, the fact that there was no room in the end, it seems like a, a small detail uh, in the large scheme of things, but it's no small... Listen, if you were Joseph and Mary, and you came to this inn, and you were turned away, I promise you, it wouldn't be a small thing to you. Right. Being turned away at the very moment Mary was about to give birth, I'm sure it was a shock. Listen, how men, how would you like it if your wife came to you and said... I mean, I think back when my wife said, okay, it's time... You know, I mean, you, I'm, we're like, you know, the Garfield thing on the window type deal. Listen, I'm telling you, when, when your wife is pregnant and she says, Listen, the baby's on the way. I want you to know we should have already been there. Yeah. Amen. My niece the other day had her baby. And, and uh, she went to my sister, her mother, and said, uh, My water just broke. I think I'm going to go take a bath. Now, wait a minute. I don't think it's going to happen that way. Listen, I, uh, she, and, and, and she took her time. Well, by the time she got to the parking lot of the, where the baby was to be born, listen, she delivered the baby uh, in the car in the parking lot and took the baby and wrapped that baby up in a blanket and walked in with the baby. Listen, in my world, that is not going to happen. So here's Mary and Joseph. They show up. Mary is about to give birth, and the innkeeper says, No room. I would imagine it was a shock. You see, the angel of God, let's think about it. When the angel of God came and told Mary that she was going to give birth to the Savior, to the Messiah, I mean, all kinds of things go through my mind. Oh, man, I've been chosen to give birth to. First, I'd be going, Why me? But after you stop and think about it and and the angel of Almighty God says you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. I don't know. I think sometimes today you and I would probably think that, oh, man, we're going to be, this is going to be all right. We're going to have the best doctors. We're going to have the best nurses. We're going to be in the best hospital. You follow me? Listen, maybe maybe she thought that. Maybe she did not. But I'm telling you, but it didn't happen that way. They get to this manger and they tell them that there's no room. I I think that when they said that, if if it would have been you and I, our faith would have been shaken. Really, God? I mean, uh, you you know, when I got saved, uh, I figured it would be a whole lot different than this. I figure, Lord, that when I got saved, we were going to be on a greased plank right into heaven. Everything was going to be smooth and easy, like a hot knife cutting through butter. Well, guess what? Salvation is not that way. And neither is what's going on here. Listen, I want you to understand that when, I'm sure that when Mary and Joseph got there and, and they told them that there's no room in the inn, I'm sure that it made no sense to them whatsoever. It makes no sense in the moment. Listen, have you ever had something happen to you and it just makes absolutely no sense why it's happening right now? Yep. Sometimes it just makes no sense in the moment. Sometimes it makes no sense for a while. Sometimes it never makes sense. Yep. It's in times like this that we ought to not try to make sense out of what's going on. Hey, man. But rather, just simply trust God. And I think that's what uh, Joseph and Mary are doing. Listen, it made no sense to them why this is happening, what's happening, but listen, but God told them this, and they said, Mary, you're going to give birth to the Messiah. And I would imagine that when it came time for this, they just simply trusted God. Amen. Amen. Wouldn't it do you and I the same way today that when things happen in our lives that make no sense that we just simply trust God? Come on, amen. We need to understand that His ways are not our ways. Amen. We need to understand as Psalm chapter 115 and verse 11, it's, or verse 3, it says, But our God is in the heavens, and He hath done whatsoever He hath pleased. Listen, God's going to do whatever He pleases. You know why? Because His ways are always right. Always. God knows what He's doing. And he uses everything that happens to accomplish his purpose through us, listen, and for us. Nothing is wasted. Not even being turned away from the end. Listen, I'm thankful today that God uses adverse uh, circumstances to accomplish his purpose. Just like he did here. But number, I, want you, I want to show you something else. The, the world then and now had no room for Christ. If you look in John chapter 1. In verse 11, I want you to see this, a very familiar verse of Scripture. It says, He came unto His own. And then what happened? Yeah. Can I say this? Listen, they knew He was coming. Did they not? Sure they did. They knew He was coming. God told them. God told them he, that the Messiah was coming through His prophets. They They... Uh, They knew he was coming. They had been told that for centuries that he was coming. But he was rejected from the very beginning. And they turned him away by choice. Turn to Acts chapter 2. I I want you to see this. Acts chapter 2 and look in verse 22. Acts chapter 2, verse 22 and verse 23. Found your place. Amen. I'm waiting. I want you to see it. Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Found your place, say amen. You men of Israel, hear these words Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken. And by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Listen, they knew he was coming, but they rejected him. Yeah, I I found this poll uh, taken by Barna some years ago among Americans. And it said that only 56% of Americans believe that Jesus is God. Sad. What happened? He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Listen, the Lord Jesus was born outside because they wouldn't let Mary and Joseph come inside. Yeah. During the ministry, uh, during the Lord's ministry, he told his disciples back in Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. He said, the foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Listen, he owned nothing but the clothes on his back. And when he was crucified, the soldiers gambled for his robe. And when he died, he was placed in a borrowed tomb. I heard of one man who said this. He said, it's a miracle. We worship a man born in a dumpster. And you know, and I thought, is that an exaggeration? Not so much. Think about it. The Lord's birth pictures the course of his life. Born outside the inn. And died outside the walls of Jerusalem. He was literally an outsider. Yeah. He came from outside this earth. Born outside the inn. And died outside the city walls. Philippians 2.8 it says. And being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself. And became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. Listen, I'm thankful today that God humbled himself and came to this earth. Listen, if he hadn't come, you and I would be in trouble today. If he had not come, listen, there would be no reason for us to be here whatsoever. Yeah, but he did come. And we've come here today to worship him. But wait a minute, watch this. His followers share his fate. Look, look back over in Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. Those who live with him, they're going to suffer with him but they'll also reign with him. In many ways, if not most, just as there was no room for Jesus, listen, there's no room for his followers. If you read that closely, and I asked this my my wife the other day and she got it right, but you know, I really I guess it's one of those things that you read but you never really it never really sinks in. It does not say there was no room for him in the end. It says there's no room for them in the end. Listen, the Lord's followers will share his fate. The innkeeper had no idea that the Messiah was about to be born. No clue. But if he had known, um, I think we do know, yet there are still those who have no room for Christ. I think it would have still been the same. You know, years after the Lord's birth, if you look in Mark chapter 8 and verse 34, he challenged his disciples. You read there, and he asked this, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. And Take up his cross and follow me. Listen, when Christ calls, he says, Come unto me all, A-double-L, everybody. Listen. That's what the Lord would have us to do. He was born as He was born, so that everyone would know that they could come to the Messiah. Listen, had He been born in a in a palace somewhere and and sitting on a throne, listen, then it, we would have a hard time going to someone like that. But but he, but God ordained it that He be not be born like that and and not have a home like that. He was born a lowly individual. Listen, but He's God Man. He's God in the flesh. Why? Because he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He said, he that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. Listen, Jesus Christ is a Savior of mankind. He wants everybody to come to him. Yeah. Uh, but when he got to the end, they said, no room. And you know, there's still people today, those who choose uh, to turn him away, and they say the same thing no room no room you know I I was going to tell you this earlier but I forgot to do that if there was a title to the message I'd title it a no room Christmas yeah why because people today still have no room yeah I read a story about a, a play that these kids were uh, getting ready for it. I mean it was an annual Christmas play, and uh some of them were new, and some of them had played their parts before, <clears throat> but on this day uh the innkeeper was played by this little boy who had never done it before, and of course, the innkeeper only had one line, and it was only just a few words and and so they're getting all prepared they've practiced up, and the night came for the play, and they're all there, and they're all dressed up and and they and, and the play begins and and it goes through and then all of a sudden the they, Joseph he knocks at the in the the door of the inn and the innkeeper little boy he comes and he opens the door and and of course he's he's never played it before and he's kind of new and and of course they've got Mary all uh, decked out and it shows that you know and she's uh, very pregnant in their little play and. And, and and he blurts out the uh, this uh, uh, show stopping line and, and, and everybody's there waiting and the little boy said there's no room left in the inn. But you can share my room. Well, the 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 gentleman that was the director of the play, so to speak, man, he just thought, you know, ruined the play. In fact: Some of the people even thought, "Man, that's the it ruined the whole thing." But while there were others that thought, it, "That's the best play ever." Well, later the innkeeper boy was talking to the frustrated director, and and the director said, "Why? Why did you say that?" And the little boy said, "I just couldn't send Jesus away. I had to find a place for him." Yeah. Can I ask you this morning? Can you find a place for him? You know, listen. We live in a day. We get busy. Um, and and this time of year, we were praying about it this morning. This time of year, we uh, we want to slack off. We want to uh, we want to kind of stop for a little bit, you know. But wait, but wait a minute. Uh, are there still people lost? Are, 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 is it still not a day of worship? Is it not his birthday? Yeah. I mean, there was no room for the Lord that night in Bethlehem, and he was sent away. I, 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 let me read this in, in closing. It's something I read with, that Charles Spurgeon had said. He preached from this text, and at the end of the message, he this is the appeal that he made. He said, even as an infant, by being laid in a manger, he was set forth as the sinner's friend. Come to him, you that are weary and heavy laden. Come to him, ye that are broken in spirit, ye who are bowed down in soul. Come to him, ye that despise yourselves and are despised of others. Come to him, publican, harlot. Come to him, thief and drunkard. In the manger, there he lies, unguarded from your touch, unshielded from your gaze. Bow the knee and kiss the Son of God. Accept him as your Savior, for he puts himself into that manger that you may approach him. What good news it is for you and me. Here, the Lord was born in a manger. You know why he did that? So that we could come to him. Listen, he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. You know, the good news is he is seated at the right hand of the Father today, making intercession for you and me that are saved. But he's there today as our Savior. He's still there. And and listen, we can still picture him on the cross. His arms are open. And he still beckons you and me to come. Listen, that's why he was born that way. It's important that he was born just the way he was born. Why did he do that? Because God ordained it. Why did he do that? Because God loves me and you that much for us to come. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, can I encourage you to come? Listen, Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Father, help us, Lord. I pray, Father, that we'll be like that little boy who said, there's no room in the end but you can stay in my room. Father, can we find room in our hearts for you today? God, can we find room in in our lives, God, for you to be seated on the throne of our lives? God, can we make you our master and our Lord? Help us, Lord, not to say no room. God, I pray that whatever the spiritual need might be this morning, that God, that you would please speak to our hearts Lord, there's in a a congregation this size, Lord, everybody has a need. I don't know what they are, but Father, you know. And dear Holy Spirit, God, you move in the hearts and thoughts of people this morning. And I pray, God, that you'd please, Lord, help us and give us liberty, God, to come and just talk to you. Maybe there's some just want to come and love on you, Lord. I pray they'll do that. Maybe there's someone today that just wants to come and... God, maybe there's something going on in their life they need strength and help for. Maybe there's someone here today, Father, that needs to come join the church. I pray, Father God, that you'd please help us, God, to just take that step of victory for you. Maybe there's someone here today that's lost. God, I pray more than anything, God, that that person will come and trust you as Savior and Lord. But God, whatever the need, I pray, God, that as soon as we begin to sing this morning, I pray, God, that you'd moving hearts, and we'll come, and Lord, uh, we'll come to this altar, God, and just talk to you, God, today, and I give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. While we stand, and while Brother Shelton leads us,